In 2018, Katie Hill made national news when she beat an incumbent to win the 25th Congressional District in Southern California. She was a part of a wave of progressive women Democrats who promised to take on then-President Donald Trump. But less than a year later, Congresswoman Hill resigned. Intimate photos of her leaked online. She was a victim of revenge porn. Now, the former Congresswoman is pushing her former colleagues to make the sharing of intimate pictures without consent a federal crime. I'm Gustavo Arellano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Today's June 24th, 2021. The Supreme Court rules the First Amendment rights of a high school cheerleader were violated when she was suspended for cussing on a Snapchat. Antivirus software pioneer John McAfee found dead in a prison in Spain. And a herd of cows temporarily escaped a slaughterhouse in the Southern California city of Pica Rivera. Free the beef! Today, we speak to LA Times reporter Seema Mehta about Katie Hill. She's now lobbying to ensure others don't suffer the same public, political, and legal humiliation she did. And we'll also hear from Katie Hill in her own words. I sometimes have real fears. I try not to give away when I'm home in California versus when I'm elsewhere, because I do worry about that. I worry about the the possibilities, and it's still something that's on your mind. And probably will be for a long, long time. In New York, California, and almost every other state in the nation, so-called revenge porn laws are designed to protect against such violations. But victims usually encounter stumbling blocks in trying to win damages in court or see their perpetrator get prosecuted. Now, as Congress is going to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, former California Congresswoman Katie Hill is hoping to include statutes against revenge porn. Under the proposed law, perpetrators would no longer face just state penalties. They'd face federal charges, too, that could carry prison time. Simo Mehta is my colleague at the LA Times. She's a political reporter. She spoke with Katie Hill via Zoom. Sima told me that when Hill was first elected, she was seen by many as a Democratic Party dynamo in a district that has historically leaned to the right. She amassed quite a following of uh, volunteers and supporters, not only in her district, but you know, people from Orange County and other places were coming up to you know, canvas for her to get out of the vote. She was viewed as a Democratic rising star. Nancy Pelosi just sort of took her under the, her wing. You know, she received national press. The other thing that was going on, which was not as well known at the time, um, was really she was going through a horrible divorce. And Katie Hill takes office in January of 2021. She's in there for several months. But then that summer, she left her husband. Shortly thereafter, uh, intimate pictures of Katie Hill were published um, in both a conservative website and also a British tabloid that featured pictures of her nude, uh, brushing a woman's hair, uh, sunbathing. Stories also came out about relationships. One, she admitted to a relationship, consensual relationship that she and her husband had with another woman who worked on her campaign and alleged that she had a, a relationship with a member of her congressional staff, which she denied that investigation ended once she resigned. Yeah, let's hear from Katie Hill about how the release of those intimate photos affected her. It's culturally normal for people to be sharing nudes, and I think we need to change cultural norms around it, too. If you are the recipient of somebody's private photos, they are for you and, and your eyes only. They are not for anybody else. And, um, and I think that that has to be kind of a sacrosanct. But, you know, we got a lot of work to do. We, we're probably going to have to fight to change California law. You know, we, we had one of the earliest anti-revenge porn laws, and I think 
as California goes, so does much of the rest of the country. That's because in 2013, California made it a criminal offense to distribute pornographic images of another person to intentionally cause them harm. Other states followed, creating a patchwork of laws. But critics like Katie Hill says these laws can be tougher. Cyber exploitation is inherently a borderless crime. It's something that happens, you know, across state lines. And so we need a federal criminal statute in place. That brings us to the Federal Violence Against Women Act. Seema, what is former Congresswoman Hill seeking to do with the act? What is she asking for? Congress is considering the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. It's passed the House. Um, The question is, when does it go up in the Senate? The version that passed the House included a clause or stipulation that would make revenge porn a federal crime. And so the question is, does it pass the Senate? Hill is also seeking to toughen U.S. gun laws by closing the so-called boyfriend loophole, a move supported by the Biden administration. Closing the boyfriend loophole, which is the new gun violence provision uh, that is super important because every 16 hours a woman is shot and killed by a former or current intimate partner. And access to a gun makes it five times more likely that a an abuser will kill the person that he's abusing. So basically right now, if, if someone has been convicted of domestic abuse, if they're a husband, a current or former spouse, or a parent of children that are involved, then they're banned from buying a gun. Unfortunately, if they're not married, and we know more and more people are not married, and that domestic abuse has nothing to do with whether you have a marriage certificate, that provision doesn't apply, and it doesn't apply to people who have been convicted of stalking. So it would close those loopholes. Nearly half of firearm homicide victims were killed by a current or former partner. But because I've, I've been thrown into this space and have a, a unique understanding of the impact that it has and have heard so many stories, survivor stories, and, um, you know, have really, have really gotten involved in, in what you know, cyber exploitation does to people, the Senate is ultimately going to decide and it needs to be a strategic decision on the part of the senators that are carrying this. Um, But I hope that they keep it intact and at least very close to the House version that was passed. Seema, Katie Hill recently lost her own legal battle regarding the publications of those leaked photos, right? Right. That's, That's really why she's been in the news recently up until now. She had sued a couple conservative journalists as well as, uh, conservative website over the publication of these images and screenshots and texts and other things. And she sued under California's revenge porn law, which has a number of exemptions. Um, one of them is that the law is only supposed to apply to the, the first person who distributes these pictures. And everyone believes that it's her ex-husband who distributed these pictures. He has not answered to the law. He, he is named in the lawsuit. He hasn't filed any responses. But so another exemption is if, you know, if the subject matter is in the public interest. So when the judge ruled she ruled that this was clearly in the public interest because, you know, voters have a right to make up their own minds about this. She also ruled on the distribution issue. So Katie Hill lost those suits, but in addition to losing those suits, she also was ordered to pay the attorney's fees for these various groups. So up to now, she's been ordered to pay about 220000 in, in attorney's fees. And that number is almost certain to go up because there's one more group that still has to file. And that's in addition to her own fees or that she owes her own lawyers. So she's up to you know, a third of a million dollars in debt because of this, and it's a number that's likely to grow. And so while she's also, she's talked about appealing, it sounded like that was really weighing on whether she would appeal or not. We'll be back after this break. We're back with my colleague at the LA Times, Sima Mehta. 
In the aftermath of the scandal that consumed Katie Hill, she faced both financial and very personal costs. She divorced the husband she alleges abused her. She also believes it was him who leaked the photos to the press in the first place. A restraining order and lawsuit followed. She told Seema that so did worries over her personal safety. We were able to get a settlement on the restraining order that I had pursued, and it's a mutual, you know, stay away. And I think that because there's uh, substantial repercussions if that's violated, I feel safer. That also is gone, right? Like, I know because the, the restraining order was temporary and it wasn't granted as a permanent, his access to guns is still fully there. And so, yeah, I sometimes have real fears. I try not to give away when I'm home in California versus when I'm elsewhere because I just don't, I do worry about that. I worry about the the possibilities and and it's just, it's still something that's on your mind and um, probably will be for a long, long time. The message that sends right now is if you're going to decide to run for office, and I've, I've been talking to a lot of people who, who are thinking about running for office or, um, you know, some who already are, but they asked me, you know, what I would advise on this kind of thing. And, and I'm like, because you're choosing to run for office, no matter how good your intentions are, no matter how non-political you were before, you have zero protection. And you have to know that people who oppose you, whether it's your exes or your political enemies, Everything is on the table for them to be able to use against you. They can go to your ex and say, uh, you know, an opposition research firm can go to your ex and say, do you have any photos that can be used against this person? And they'll pay, they can pay them to obtain those photos and in turn publish them in these right right wing, I'm just going to say it's right wing because none of the mainstream media, aside from the Daily Mail, did publish them. They described the pictures. Yep, but they didn't. which was always my point. You can describe the pictures, you can publish the ones that were not naked, you can publish the ones that, which would have revealed the nature of the, the allegations that were described, but it, it shouldn't be naked pictures, should not be on the table for anyone. That's a matter of sexual privacy. And we have to separate those. We have to separate that from any ability to be exploited, whether you're a public figure or not. So Seema, many private and public figures have intimate photos leak online. Why do you think Katie Hill is pushing for this bill so hard? And clearly she's speaking about this publicly because she's probably one of the most well-known people that this has happened to. And in a way, it seems like she's trying to harness her notoriety to, you know, to do what she believes is in the public good to get this this measure passed. If she speaks about this, she's going to get some cameras. She's going to get some stories. And as the Senate considers this bill, I'm certain that we're going to you know, see more of her uh, speaking out about her own experiences. You know, I don't know how long it's going to take. I would have loved to think, you know, I, my ideal would have been that it's going to be by the end of the summer. Um, I think that that might be difficult, but we're focusing on Alaska, Arizona, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Nebraska, North Carolina, South Dakota, Ohio, Utah, and West Virginia. And those states are where there are Republican senators that are either likely to be, you know, kind of moderates anyway, or sympathetic to the cause, or are facing tough potential tough re-election bids. And then there's a couple of Democratic senators that might need a little bit of an extra push. So uh, I think that if we can get the right amount of pressure on those senators, then we can force this issue to to actually get some attention and to take a vote on it. Seema, Katie also talked about her political future with you, right? Right. And I think that's been a big question on a lot of people's minds because, you know, we have uh, this race for uh, California's 25th congressional district that is 
already going to be a really hot race. Both parties have indicated that it's one of their top targets in the nation. And she's obviously a very well-known person. You have a number of Democrats who have entered the race. Uh, Hill said that she's considering it, and it, she implied that we'd know more about her decision uh, around the end of the year. She does have a national fundraising base now, while some of these other Democrats are not as well-known as her. But if she does decide to enter, that would instantly change the dynamics of the race. Uh, but it's already going to be a very, very prominent race. Sima Mehta is a political reporter at the Los Angeles Times. And a quick postscript. The story doesn't end with Katie Hill. Last week, video surfaced of a Manhattan City Council candidate participating in a bondage session. In a press statement, Zach Wiener admitted that was him in the clip circulating online, but added that the video's release was, quote, definitely a violation of trust. Meanwhile, more than 30 women are part of a lawsuit accusing Pornhub of profiting from videos posted without their consent. The victims of these examples of revenge porn would be protected by what Katie Hill is fighting for. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Tomorrow, the weirdness that was living on a small peninsula in the state of Washington during coronavirus times. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Stephen A. Cuevas, and Denise Guerra. Our executive producer is Abby Fentress Swanson. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editor is Shawnee Hilton. Our intern is Ashley Brown. And our theme music is by Andrew Ethan. I'm Gustavo Arellano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this madre. Gracias. <laughs>